I'm glad you found your way to the Your Vet Wants You to Know podcast for more information about how to care for your pet. The show is designed to be educational and entertaining, but not to give a specific diagnosis or treatment for your animal. That job belongs to your veterinarian who knows your pet and wants to talk to you about what's going on with them. I'm here to be a resource only. Thanks and enjoy the show. As a curious pet owner, have you ever taken to the internet for more information? Maybe you want to know why your pet is itchy and what you can do about it. Maybe you're frustrated about the ear infections. Maybe you're looking for ways to make veterinary care more affordable. Instead of wading through a sea of information that may not be reliable and in some cases may be harmful, here is what your vet wants you to know. I'm Dr. Brittany Lancelotti, board-certified veterinary dermatology specialist. Join me to get the information you're looking for to care for your pet. If you're curious about your pet, then your vet wants you to know. Welcome everyone to today's episode of Your Vet Wants You to Know. I have a very special guest with me today, Dr. Monica Sterk. She is an emergency doctor who is going to be talking to us today about warfarin, which is a type of rat poison. Dr. Sterk, thank you very much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Lancelotti. I'm so excited to talk about this and give people some information about warfarin toxicity. Awesome. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about your background and, you know, what experience you have as an emergency room doctor? Sure, absolutely. So I'm a regional operations director and also an emergency veterinarian at the Veterinary Emergency Group. Um, I actually jumped right into emergency medicine right out of veterinary school and strangely enough, fell in love with the kind of nocturnal lifestyle of being an overnight ER doctor. I started working for VEG, which is Veterinary Emergency Group, in 2018, and really since then have grown into different roles as an emergency doctor, a medical director, and now a regional operations director for some of our New York and New Jersey hospital. It's just been so much fun for me to be an ER doctor, and I love this topic specifically because I know it can be very scary for a lot of owners if they realize that their dog might have gotten into something like rat poison. So it's really satisfying to see them kind of puke up that green rat bait and knowing that that I can potentially save their life. So it's a really exciting topic. Yeah, that's great. I think getting this information out to pet owners will help them not only if they're going through a situation where their dog has eaten rat bait, but also to help them prepare so that they don't get in this situation in the future. Absolutely. I know as an emergency room doctor, you probably see rat bait and rat poison quite a bit. Is there any one case in particular that kind of sticks out in your mind? Oh, definitely. It's kind of a funny story, actually. I had an owner who knew that her dog ate a a dead mouse, and she was worried that that mouse might have died from rat poison. And of course, if her dog ingested that mouse, then we're worried about the dog having rat poison within their body. So she came in about 20 minutes after her dog ate that mouse. And what we did was we gave the dog an injection. It's called apomorphine. And that makes the dog really, really nauseous. And it ends up throwing up. So what happened was this dog threw up an entire huge rat hole, completely oh whole. <laughs> Didn't even take one bite, just ate the whole thing whole. And it was honestly too funny, but it did the trick. Wow, that's great. I mean, it's disgusting, but that's great that the owner was able to see that that happened, bring the dog in right away, and you guys were able to help so that there was no issue whatsoever with the rat poison. That's great. Yeah, it was really phenomenal. And the the owner watched the whole thing and she couldn't believe it. 
<laughs> quite an ordeal, huh? It was. It really was. So can you kind of describe for pet owners, what is it that we're worried about with rat bait? Why is warfarin, this rat poison, um, such a scary thing? And what is it used for? What does it do in the body? So warfarin is, is what's called an anticoagulant. So it's a blood thinner. And that basically stops clotting in the blood. Many people, sometimes older people, people with heart conditions can be on this type of medication to prevent blood clots from forming. So it's something that in the body we can ultimately stop by using vitamin K. And so vitamin K is really the antidote and it's super important for what we call the clotting cascade or the clotting process. So it ultimately stops that vitamin K from doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah. So basically that rat poison is designed to get rid of the rodent by causing it to bleed. So that's why it's really scary if the pet gets into it. That's exactly right. Obviously, if a pet owner knows their pet has eaten rat bait, they'll want to get it into the vet right away. But what if they didn't see the pet eat it? What might happen to first indicate to the pet owner that there may be a problem? Well, I think it's ideal, of course, if the owner knows the pet has eaten this, but there are many times where it happened to all of us that our pets are have their noses in the ground and sometimes it's tough to know if they've eaten it or not. So usually the signs happen a couple of days after the pet has eaten warfarin or, or rat poison. And what usually the owners notice is that their pets are vomiting. A lot of times it has blood in it. They're having bloody diarrhea. They're super tired and sometimes even they're coughing up blood. So when you think of what warfarin does, it's really an overdose of it. Too much of that will cause bleeding. So if there's not enough clotting, we're now bleeding from our gums and our mouth. We're coughing up that blood. Sometimes we can see things like pale gums, or we can notice these types of bleeding out, so to speak, from the owners. So if pet owners have seen that the animal has eaten the rat poison, or if they're noticing any of these bleeding signs like bruising or bloody diarrhea, they shouldn't wait to get to their veterinarian so that they can figure out what's going on. But once the pet is with the veterinarian, what tests might be recommended? What is the vet looking for? So if an owner knows right away that the pet got into rat poison, the first thing that I would do is I'm going to induce vomiting, just like that funny story I told you. So we would use that injectable medication, make the pet feel nauseous, and then they would vomit up the rat poison itself. The hope is to get as much of it out as possible so that there's minimal time for it to get absorbed in the body. Then I'll use activated charcoal to help stop any binding. Just like how people at the hospital get their stomach pumped, it's the same type of thing. So if the owner doesn't know about the ingestion, of course it's a little trickier to figure out, but those signs that we just talked about can make it a little more clear. So the first thing I would do, of course, is my physical exam to look for any abnormalities such as bruising, pale gums, muffled heart sounds. And so those things can clue me into some bleeding in places where there's not supposed to be. After my exam, usually I'll probably do a quick scan with the ultrasound to look for fluid in places where it's not supposed to be. Of course, that fluid would likely be the blood that we're looking for. The other important thing to check for is anemia. So that's a low number of red blood cells. Again, if we're bleeding, we're going to have that low number of red blood cells, and we're going to check for the pet's clotting time. When the clotting time is really, really long, it really clues us into that warfarin toxicity. 
So those are all really important tests to do to help you figure out exactly what's happening and how you can help the animal. So once the veterinarian knows that this is very likely warfarin toxicity, what options are available to help those pets? It really depends a lot on how severe the poisoning is. So if we got a lot of that rat poison out by making the pet vomit, sometimes we could treat with that activated charcoal and monitor the pet as an outpatient, meaning it can go home. This would mean that we would check those clotting factors pretty regularly um, in the following couple of days, and it would be on vitamin K supplements for the next three to four weeks. If the pet is super sick from the warfarin poisoning and already showing signs of that bleeding, a lot of times we'll need to do things like a blood transfusion, keep the pet hospitalized, and really push high doses of that vitamin K. A lot of times they'll need things like IV fluids. We need to check their blood pressures and do that blood transfusion to really replace the blood that they're losing. So hopefully the pet owner is able to get the animal into the hospital in time, but if not, be able to get things like blood transfusions and supportive care so that they can get through this poisoning and come out the other side. Absolutely. That's exactly right. Obviously, it's a really scary situation for any pet owner to be in. What advice do you have for preventing it from occurring? If you have something like a gardener or a landscaper, someone that does that for you, make sure to talk to them about what they're using around or in your home as far as rat poison, if they're going to be using it at all. A lot of people live in apartment buildings and may not even know that the landscapers put these traps or baits around the buildings. So if that's the case, remember, just always walk your dog on a leash. Make sure you pull them away from kind of putting their noses behind bushes or areas you can't really see. And really my last piece of advice is that If you have a rodent problem and you use an exterminator, make sure you talk to them about your pets and your family and make sure to mention that your pet may be pretty curious and and be one of those dogs that really gets into things. Yeah, that's all really good advice. We talk so much about prevention on this show and making sure your pet doesn't have access to these poisons will certainly go a very long way to preventing these serious problems. For our pet owners who may have been in a situation where they think their pet has eaten rat poison, do you have any big takeaway points for them? Yeah, absolutely. So if your pet got into rat poison, I don't want you to panic. I want you to head to your nearest emergency hospital. You may want to check out veterinary emergency group, but definitely try to bring that packaging or the information of the type of rat bait that was ingested. That's going to be really important. And remember that if this is warfarin toxicity, there is a cure as long as we catch it early and the sooner we can start treatment, the better. That's perfect. Thank you so much for sharing this advice to pet owners. It's always a good idea to know where your nearest emergency hospital is so that in the event that there is an emergency, you know exactly where to head without panicking and trying to figure that out in the moment. You can find the nearest veterinary emergency group near you at www.veg.vet, and I'll have the link to that in the show notes. Many family veterinarians are comfortable managing pets with warfarin toxicity, but again, you should find out where the closest emergency hospital is to you so that you're not panicking to try and find an ER when you need one. And there's also a link for the American College of Veterinary Emergency and Critical Care Specialists on the website if you want to find a specialty hospital near you. I would encourage you, if you've been through warfarin toxicity with your pet, Join the Facebook group and tell us about your experience. Let us know what other topics you want to cover. We love feedback and hearing what you want to hear on this show. 
At the end of each show is the Scratching the Itch segment. And this is a short segment that highlights something, either a human interest story, a product or a website that either provides relief or just makes you feel good. So Dr. Stirk, I was wondering if you had a Scratching the Itch you would like to share with us today. Yeah, absolutely. I do have one that's something that I do every year and I encourage a lot of people to do it. It's called a happiness jar. So basically what that means is throughout the year, you use a jar, whatever it is, whether you decorate it or just a plain and simple box or jar, and you put in different memories or different notes about things that happened to you throughout the year. So you got an A plus on a paper or you traveled somewhere and have the ticket from the plane all these things that have made you happy over the year, you put them in that happiness jar. At the end of the year or right after New Year's, you open up the jar, you look through everything, how amazing your year was and and all these things that have made you so happy. So I love doing that. It's something that I really encourage. It takes not more than five minutes. And I think it's something really great to inspire you and remind you what a great year you had. That's a really fun concept. I like that a lot, especially since like at the end of the holidays, right at the beginning of the new year, you're taking all the decorations down. Things are kind of going back to, you know, not being as bright and cheery in the middle of the bleak winter. That's a perfect time to open up that happiness jar and look at all these wonderful memories you had from the past year. It's so true. A lot of times it can be a little bit quiet during that time of year. So it's a nice reminder. Yeah, that's excellent. Well, if any of our listeners have suggestions for Scratching the Itch, I would love to hear that so that we can feature that on an episode in the future. And Dr. Stark, thank you again for coming on and talking to pet owners and helping educate them about this potentially very serious condition. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Dr. Lancelotti. It was a wonderful experience, and I hope that everyone got some great information out of this. And for everyone out there listening, I look forward to your next visit with your vet wants you to know. 